0: And then I know some people right now who date. It does seem like the single most horrifying, terrifying, awful thing that could possibly happen. It does.
1: And then at the end, we're just going to release a bunch of bees. (laughs) So be ready. This movie might set the record for the most mentions ever (laughs) on this podcast. Well, happy Valentine's season. I guess it'd be the Valentine edition of Fright Club Live. We're back at the Gateway Film Center on High Street in Columbus, Ohio, where we are once a month to do our Fright Club Live. And man, we got a lot going on. Welcome, come on in. Hey, we got the crowd coming in right now. We got our our new and improved logo, which is great for the people listening because it's audio, but we're <laughs> here in the uh, in the theater we got the new Fright Club logo. So a lot going on. And first off, we want to say um, thanks so much because we got a tremendous response to, uh, fr- to uh, Fright Club's skeletons in the closet last time out.
0: Which is always fun. It's it really, is. It's one of the few uh, regulars. We do that every year as soon as the Oscar nominations come out. And we look back at some of the bad horror movies that the nominees made. And I think more than anything, and I'm, I'm among the group. People were excited about Frogs. They were. Yeah, Sam Elliott in 1972 made a horrible horror film called Frogs. We got to talk about it, and it was very, very exciting.
1: And you know what? If he he should pull an upset and win next Sunday, I expect a thank you from from the podium,
0: because we might have put him over the top. I I imagine that's the truth. (laughs) Uh, uh, I want to mention Ken from Chicago, because he... He had a set, but probably insightful um, answer to one of my questions about one of the other films that we were showing. Yeah, we are talking about. So that's so. just kind of an inside yeah. thing between you guys? Just, that's right. All it's right. None the rest, it's none of your beeswax, the All rest right. of We
1: also want to say, <laughs> yeah, we want to welcome new Fright Clubber, Albert, yes. who's kind of been a Fright Clubber once removed. That's right. Because, uh, he's, Jenny from
0: Cali's husband. Right. He finally got, finally got drafted into the podcast, and he says lovely things, so we like him. Yeah. Well, we like his wife already, so. That's
1: right. But he's in it now, so welcome. We're glad to have you. Yes, this is uh, Fright Club Live, and we didn't say, but she is Hope mad He's George Wolf, And we are from MadWolf.com. Glad to be doing this. This time, talking about looking for love, which is perfect for the Valentine season. But there's there's so much going on right now at this theater. And I know we're always pimping on the gateway, but that's because there's a good reason for yes. that. Yes. Especially
0: right now. Right, because tomorrow, Valentine's Day proper... Uh, starts Horror 101, and we are super excited that we're partners in bringing Horror 101 to Gateway Film Center, and we're going to be here for the party and get Mm -hmm. all sloppy drunk because we're not going to do a podcast, so George (laughs) is going to limit the amount of beer that I'm allowed to have, Uh, Uh, and then we're going to watch Candyman, who is, if you go back in time to our sexiest villain podcast, Uh Candyman was up there for me. He was right up there. Yeah, he's right up there. Yeah, it fits in. He's like higher than the Lost Boys for me.
1: And then at the end, just we're just did I already say this? We're just going to release a bunch of bees. <laughs> <laughs> so be ready. And then also, uh, if you're here in the in the Columbus area, this coming Sunday, uh, the 17th, we're going to be over at the Upper Arlington Library once again. They had us they had us there earlier to do a a Halloween thing. We're going to be back talking about the Oscars. That's right. Getting we're everybody gonna, ready,
0: right? Some predictions and uh, and, yeah. uh so we we'll get be one there. wrong every year. We get one wrong. So. Yeah,
1: we hope we do that well. This year might be tough. I, there's there's some tough calls this year. I think. I don't know. Hey, um, so uh, <laughs> that's going to be at two o'clock, right? Uh, this Sunday afternoon, the seventeenth. At Upper Arlington Library. So we'd love to have you stop by if you can. Getting ready for the Oscars. Yeah, the other thing always we're excited about. It's always a fun about, time. Yeah. What
0: I want to mention is that there is a, a super creepy looking movie that we can't wait to see coming out soon called Greta. Yes. And we were so excited that Cicely from Owens Group came by to give away some swag and your opportunity to get past us to see the movie. They gave us candy. So really. Yeah. We're we excited. didn't like you already. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and also
1: when we're talking about Oscars we want to say thank you to our buddy Dino Tripotas. he had us on his whiskey business podcast that's right we went over last night we drank did. some whiskey he made recorded and talked about the Oscars. So that one, we'll be, we'll be putting that on our social medias here I'm pretty exactly soon. I'm exactly
0: as confident with whiskey as I am with craft beer. That, <laughs> I know exactly the same amount of nothing about the two.
1: But you had some strong opinions. You were throwing it down. Yeah, so it was the whiskey. we we'll are look forward to that. So that's all coming up. But we're here, Valentine's Eve. Oh, by the way, how many people here knew that today was Galentine's Day? Did people know this? Okay, yeah. a good number of people. We just found out we about it today. I guess it's today. a thing. It's th- we d- yeah, see, we don't watch TV, so we didn't know about Parks and Rec. We're just finding well, We knew about- it existed. Well, yeah, we knew it existed, but we didn't know about this holiday, which is now taking over, I guess it's like Festivus. It's one of these fake holidays that's now maybe become a real holiday. So we just... <laughs> What'd you say? Like Valentine's yeah. Day. <laughs> oh, ding, ding, nicely done. <laughs> All right, so, so everybody's celebrating Valentine's Day. Enjoy. We're glad you're here celebrating with us so as we talk about looking for love horror movies. Other than that... What are the rules?
0: That is all. Um, it's not. And we've done a lot of sort of lovers horror films before. We did the sexiest villains before. We've done, you know, scary couples. Mm-hmm. But the, the whole point is the reason that there is horror in this film, whichever one, it is directly the result of one person looking for love. And, um, and then I know some people right now who date. It does seem like the single most horrifying, terrifying, awful thing that could possibly happen. It does, happen. and I can't believe there aren't more horror films. He's shaking his head right here in the front. He's done it, right? <laughs> oh my god, it seems awful. Thank you. By and the way, there's a big George. thumbs up in the back. Yeah, thank you, George. <laughs> For <laughs> keeping me from that horror. Thank you. <laughs> I do my
1: part. You know that's that's why I'm here. So uh, let's start off with number five, and this is from just last year. This is kind of a surprise little sleeper hit. We liked it. It's a passionate holiday romance leading to an obsessive relationship where an Australian photojournalist wakes one morning in a Berlin apartment and is unable to leave. Berlin syndrome.
0: I don't want this to end. I wish I could stay. I was actually going
1: to go. What is going on? You said you want to sing. I'm in the door!
0: We are a team. There's nowhere for me to go. You know what I love about that trailer is that that music is like from every rom-com you've ever seen. And it's always like, oh, it's so romantic. She's in Berlin. Never going to let her out. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is, a, I mean, really, I was very surprised. I was, too. Uh, At how much I liked and was freaked out by this movie.
1: Well, first of all, Teresa Palmer is, has never done work like that. No. I mean, she really surprised me. She's great in this movie. And it's, it is. It's is—it's really tense, the tension that it builds slowly. And then it becomes quite a character study because the title, obviously, is a take on Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah. And it's a, how this relationship evolves yeah. with her captivity, and yet she's still trying to find ways to get out. Then there's a side plot about someone who, who may be able to help her get out, and it's, it's, really, it, it's really captivating, and it's really gripping, I think, to the end. The end might get a little convenient once or twice, but even so, I thought it was really entertaining.
0: Yeah, so it was written and directed by Kate Shortland, who is uh, going to be doing the next... She's going to be doing Black Widow, right, if it ever gets made. Uh, She she also did did Lore.
1: Yeah, she did a really small movie that I loved called Lore. Like a World War II drama. A few years ago, if you didn't look it up. She's very talented, so looking forward to what she can do with Black Widow. Yeah,
0: but one of the things that I like about where this movie goes is that it's very uncomfortable in the way the relationship Shifts, yeah. Um, and I think uncomfortable because it's probably very realistic, you know. Uh, and and I think that you're not really expecting somebody to make certain, the the Teresa Palmer's character to make the decisions that she does make, and yes. you're hoping you wouldn't make those same decisions. But at the same time, they feel very natural and authentic. Again, in a way that is super creepy. Uh, the, it's just a movie that gets under your skin.
1: Exactly, because when the character makes some of the choices that she does in a lesser movie, you could easily write them off. Yeah. But you're right. This one, it seems something that even if you doubt, you know, you like to think of your own self, oh, I wouldn't do that. Well, I mean, the movie makes you think, maybe think twice about it. So, yeah, it's very effective. Uh, When she was looking for love and uh, found out she couldn't get out of the apartment. (laughs) Uh, Berlin (laughs) Syndrome from 2017, uh, number five on our list for Valentine's Day Fright Club. Moving up to number four, this is the one we're going to see tonight. So, how many people have seen The Love Witch? Okay, there's a few, about half, about half. So, How many
0: of you have seen it in 35 millimeter? That is what we're showing this evening. And we are so excited about uh, that. So it's a
1: modern day witch using spells and magic to get men to fall in love with her from 2016. The Love Witch. Witchcraft is just a way of concentrating energy. It can only work with what's already there. I just use sex magic to create love magic.
0: I would
1: do anything for love. Okay, this time instead of slipping into a empty theater we just waited until the end of this <laughs> we one did. and uh i think i think people liked it and we had a oh, great crowd a they great did. crowd
0: we were talking with brandon who writes for us at mad wolf and he was saying that he'd seen it once before and i agree with him it's so much different to see it with a crowd of people it really is yeah it's it's really very funny it is funny, um, and it is such a perfect throwback to like late 60s early 70s yeah. technicolor like exploitation black magic but it's got films. those
1: anachronistic uh Moments Moments in it, a cell phone yeah. or DNA evidence, which, which is hilarious yeah. because
0: it's clearly intentional and just oh, to be clearly approved. everything about the movie is is clearly intentional and um, and perfect.
1: Yeah, I, I think it works on it works on both levels. If you want to just look at it as a straight homage, you yeah. can do that. Yeah. but if you just want to follow along with the earnestness of oh, yeah. its story, it yeah. works that way too.
0: Yeah, and I also love that it's it's my favorite like feminist horror films are the ones that are very subversively so. For example, as you know, I love the film The Woman. Right. Well, you don't. You think that that is just torture porn, you know, misogyny for mm-hmm. about two-thirds of the film. Yeah. The, this movie is so over the top with its, men just want to love I a pretty woman. I'm just looking for love. But in the end, what's happening is right. she is collecting trophies and immediately tiring of them right. and moving on. That's it's why. A, it's a nice sort of flip of the coin.
1: That's why when you were talking about the the, uh, the subversive ones, I was thinking this one is, I would almost call it sneakily. Yeah. It, it, it's sneakily feminist yeah. like that. It does. It sneaks up on you in the way when it finally gets to the, to the end, then you realize oh, what yeah. it's been doing all this time. But it's been, it's been entertaining you and it's been light and, you know, not that, bloody in no, any way no um and then it gets it, it really sinks its its teeth in i should yeah, say yeah. toward the end that it is it's sneakily effective that speaking way
0: speaking of sinking your teeth how great did that they're just cakes and pies all over the place in this movie and i the whole time i'm like the, it's just yeah. a feast yeah. to watch i mean the, the colors in this movie are insane um and yeah. and the detail is is just perfect
1: it, it really is it's it's quite a vision and visionary yeah. in the way that Anna Biller does it. In fact, we talked earlier about how that she does everything on this movie, from the writing and directing and the editing and the sets and the costumes, which is just an amazing feat. But all in all, the the, the whole movie from start to finish is just, it's a tremendous vision it really that is. she manages to get, just Execute soak, just soak every frame of this movie and in. And I think yeah. we
0: can't not talk about how perfect Samantha Robinson is yeah, right. in, the, in the role of Elaine. Uh, just absolutely just every single moment that she is on screen yeah. perfect and by the
1: way i just saw i don't know how big a part it is i just saw that she has a part in the upcoming tarantino uh, once upon a time in hollywood nice yeah so i'll be oh, interested I'm excited. to see like, what like i kind wasn't already excited yeah. for that
0: movie
1: <laughs> <laughs> i'll be interested to see what kind of part she has with that but it's a really enjoyable film and i think you're you're right on even more so with a crowd. Yes, uh, especially the kind of crowd we had tonight. I was hoping. I kind of got the feeling in in the week leading up to this that there was some interest out there, mm-hmm. and there definitely is. There definitely was. I think we had a good number of first timers yeah, tonight. Yeah, we did. Really did. And I hope they hope they come back because next month we're going to be showing Baskin. We are right here on the Gateway uh, Film Center. That's and a that's very different. Film. Much different. <laughs> much different, but in a good way. In a good way. So we look forward to talking about that and uh, the. Uh, theme will be? For Cops. 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 And you know what
0: else we want to circle back? We did not actually thank Corey Metcalf for co hosting our uh, Skeletons in the Closet last oh, week. Oh, how do we forget so, that? So uh, we thank you, Corey. Yeah, that was a lot out. of fun. And the Rewatch Podcast is where you, you can find him.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So uh, we did it a little differently talking about this movie after we watched it. So let's get back to the countdown. <laughs> well, obviously, we don't want to say much of anything at all about this, for fear of spoilers, but just know that Anna Biller did pretty much everything on this movie. She prints this thing. She played like every instrument.
0: Yeah, exactly. She yeah, she wrote, she directed, she edited, she did the set design, she made the costumes from scratch, she she did everything. She did every possible thing on this film. So she's a glorious god.
1: And you can tell just from the trailer uh, how how great it looks. So it's, we're look, really looking forward to seeing it in 35 millimeter tonight in just a few minutes. So we'll move on uh, up to number three on our Looking for Love list. This is one, did we show this one
0: on Fright Club? We did. All
1: right. So this is the, the Fright Clubbers, the veterans will know this one. This is from 2014. A fervidly dark, lovesick horror inspired by the real-life criminal duo The Lonely Hearts Killers. It's hallelujah.
0: <laughs> So this is the second in a sort of thematic trilogy from Fabrice De Wells, who we adore. Uh, and the, the first one is Colbert, which we've, we've shown at Fright Club twice. This is how much we love that movie. And, uh, and it also stars uh, Laurent Lucas, who is the, the male lead in this. Uh, and the most exciting news that I found when putting this together is that...
1: Galentine's Day.
0: no almost as great as Valentine's Day, is that Fabrice Duells has the third in the trilogy that they're filming right now, and it's called Adorationist Laurent Lucas and other Freight Club fav- favorites, Beatrice Dahl, and the guy whose name I can't pronounce, who is the lead in Man Bites Dog, which we've also shown here. So I'm super incredibly excited yeah. about that movie being uh, in production right now. Beatrice Dahl from Inside, the scary woman in black from the film Inside. Yeah, that, is one that's... one of the all-time great villains in history.
1: That is good news. And this movie, just one of... Several, I think, movies based on the Lonely Hearts killers that allegedly killed about 20 women between 1947 and 1949 in the USA. And this one is is very interesting because it's such a it it also becomes such a character study in in so much that a lot of the tension, a lot of the, the horror comes before the actual killings. Yeah, they're really not that graphic. It's what comes before with these two characters, especially the woman.
0: Yeah, Lola Duñez plays Gloria and she is absolutely masterful Mm -hmm. in this role. It's like she's just this just this pent up emotion and you just wait for her to blow in every scene. She is incredible. I mean, I love Laurent Lucas, I love him in everything, but he's the you know, he's the opposite. He's the very controlled one of the two of them. And one of the things I also like about the way this is filmed is that they take these weird angles and extreme close ups that really exaggerate sort of his angular nature and her and his like turkey neck and her deep lines. And it's a way I think to um, make them seem simultaneously like more human than what you usually see in film and also far more grotesque Mm -hmm. than what you see generally in a film. Um, And, and their chemistry is just amazing.
1: Yeah. And she, she is great and and her character has much more of a, of an arc because Mm -hmm. he's experienced at what he's doing, right? you know, and he has a process and, and she gets into it. And of course she's, she's all passion uh, from all ends of the spectrum, and it's it's really fascinating to watch, and I'm definitely looking forward to it. What did you say? that It was called Adoration? Yes. Is the next one? So is that later this year?
0: Uh, I think it was slated for 2020.
1: Okay. Definitely looking forward to that. So number three on our Looking for Love list is Hallelujah. Moving up to number two, got to be one of Hope's all-time f- This This movie might set the record for the most mentions ever <laughs> on this podcast, <laughs> and I'm sure some people know what we're going to say already. This is uh, when Brent... Turns down his classmate Lola's invitation to the prom. She concocts a wildly violent plan for revenge. From 2009, The Loved Ones.
0: Will you go to the dance with me? Sorry, Lola. I'm going with Holly. I'm going to stab Holly in the heart, just like you did to me. <laughs> If there's anybody left on earth who hasn't seen The Loved Ones, I am not to blame.
1: No, you've done your part for <laughs> sure. And it, you know, it is. It's in, incredibly entertaining. She Lola is such a great character. Robin and Robin McLeavy, Robin McLeavy is great in the role and it's, you know, it's funny, especially if you've got the, the the side characters of the goth, the goth girl. Oh yeah. Yeah, there there's funny bits about it and it's also just you know the relationship between her and her dad. Who, by the way, do you know who turned down the role of her dad? No, John Jarrett. I was
0: gonna say John Jarrett because oh. it's literally the only Australian actor I could think of. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he wanted to avoid being typecast, but too uh, late. I would have loved was, to have seen him at uh, seen him. Do, oh do no, this role. guy
0: was great. Oh, he, he was great. Was, yeah, and then very bright, yeah, re- bright eyes. Oh my God! And there are so many things that'll get stuck in your head, like that song. Yeah, uh, I'm not pretty on, enough. Yeah. Yeah, and uh and it yeah, it's it's also a really uh, incredibly bizarre exploration of father-daughter relationships. Oh yeah. Uh, power tools. <laughs> what yeah. you can do with Windex. <laughs> um it's yeah, I it but it's and it's so uh it's so just visually jarring. This pink dress and and yeah. you know the glitter and the the disco ball and everything about this movie. I just love it.
1: Yeah, and director uh, Sean Byrne, he gave uh, Robin McClevey directions in preparing for the role, he wanted her to watch *Misery*, *Natural Born Killers*, and the works of one Quentin Tarantino Woo! to get uh, to get in the right mindset. I'd yeah. say it worked. I think so too. Yeah, she's, she's and
0: uh, a- actually, so uh, Sean Burton, hes a guy who also he went on a couple years later to make uh, *The Devil's Candy*. So you might remember that one. I yeah. think that was a little bit bigger uh, in the states, bigger hit in the states.
1: Yeah. What's interesting though, I haven't really seen much from uh, Robin McLeavy, though. Has she gone on to do do much anything after this? Uh, she this made
0: a, she made a really bad uh, horror film with Adrian Brody, and uh, then she was on uh, she was on a TV show called Hell on Wheels, maybe mm-hmm. like a western about trains. I'm gonna guess, but okay. I don't really know. But she was on it, and she had a tattooed face. I remember yeah. seeing that. Well, picture.
1: this uh, this role is just one for the ages. Oh yeah, I mean one of one of the greatest, especially female villains, probably in horror. And if you haven't checked it out, please do. If not, hope will come to your house and show it to you <laughs> before before she's done. <laughs> so that's uh. That's number 2 on our list of looking for love which moves us up to number 1 and it is one that we have also shown. We've shown this one on Friday Club because it's a favorite. It's an all-timer from 1999. A widower takes an offer to screen girls at a special audition arranged for him by a friend to find him a new wife. Audition. I
0: don't amuse myself. <laughs>
1: So sometimes, if I wake up in the middle of the night and hopes to sleep, I'll just lean in her ear and go,
0: <laughs> and she loves it. <laughs>
1: now, this film is so great uh, for, for so many reasons, and I, and I think one of the things is how it can be dissected from so many different ways. You'll, you'll find a group of people that argue that it's feminist, and mm-hmm. another group that will argue it's misogynist. Sure, and they'll have and they can have pretty compelling arguments both sides. And it can be it's one of those films you can just watch again and again and find different things and still jump at that bag scene yes. always. Uh, and and just really respect as, as far as uh, Takashi Miké's whole canon of work and he's got what over a hundred films. Yeah, does this has got to be near the top?
0: Yeah, this is actually this is my favorite Takashi Miké film. And we've I mean we did a whole podcast on him. Yes. Yeah. And we've shown several of his films. Um, uh, but Audition is, is so unsettling, and, and my favorite character in any movie is always the villain, always, and she is a great villain. She is remarkable, and she's so delicate and forlorn, and <laughs> she'll just blow over with a, a strong breeze until the end, and she's so happy. You know, she's so on his foot up,
1: yeah. <laughs> She's so She's happy. Into it. She's she is. Into
0: it. I just love her performance so much. And the visuals are in keeping with a lot of of Mike's films. They're they're um surreal and dreamlike in a way that that again is just um it just upsets your stomach, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time I think there's a really dark humor. Here, uh, oh, like when sure. the cops, where say, you know, they they recomposed the body and they found uh too few fingers and an extra tongue. Yeah. Like, that's well, <laughs> just solid police work.
1: Yeah. Actually, it reminds <laughs> me of the cops in Inside. Sure. You know, the kind of bumbling, you know, those bumbling Keystone Cops kind of thing. But you're right. And I think it's so skillfully built from when you think about the points it moves from like point A to point B and how to moves the story along. Yeah. It's really so skillfully put together. And, and it's one that just stand, stands up. And it definitely, I don't think there's any question this was going to be. Number one on Looking right. for Love, because remember, that's what he was doing in a very deceitful way. It was a bad decision. It was a bad, bad decision. <laughs> <laughs> and that's number one on our list uh, for Looking for Love audition from 1999. So we got to get out of here. In a few minutes, we're going to be showing The Love Wish. We've got a great crowd, by the way. Thank you. Thank you for coming out. This is a fantastic crowd. Uh, yeah, Yeah. <laughs> Excited to see it in 35 millimeter. But as always, if there's any of these movies that uh, we missed or anything, just reach out to us. We're always easy to find. On uh, Twitter, you can find us at Fright Club Pod. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mad Wolf Columbus on Facebook and Instagram. And, of course, the main website is MadWolf.com. So this podcast should be done and ready to drop by Monday, I think. Mm-hmm. So uh, all your favorite podcast listening uh, devices, you can find us. So
0: is that about it? I think that covers it. Come back tomorrow. Watch Candyman with us. Collect some bees.
1: That's, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> As we kick off Horror 101. And, by the way, in the lobby, if you see the very cool... Horror 101 lunchbox. My idea. It people. was George's
0: idea. I gotta give him credit for it. It's a lunchbox and on the back it's all the movies. So. Grace
1: did a great job putting it together, but you know.
0: And I plan to steal it on the way out. <laughs> all right, we're gonna watch this movie.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, until next time. She is Hope Madden. He's George Wolf. And this is the Fright Club Podcast.
0: Stay right my friends.
1: Awesome. And by the way, on the way out, if anybody wants a Fright Club button, we got some down here. Come down, we'll happy to give you one. Thanks again. Roll it, Kurt.